What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with this week's episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use it to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things such as streaming services in other countries. If you use our affiliate link, it should be if you're watching this on YouTube in the link in the bio, or if you're on Spotify, it's anywhere on our website, you can find it. But use our affiliate link, sign up with NordVPN, and you'll get a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll save up to 70% on a $350 a month for a three-year plan. You can connect up to six devices. It's available on whatever platform you want, iOS, Windows, Android, you name it. Um, I use it myself, so I recommend using NordVPN to sign up with that affiliate link in our bio. This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks. On two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. What's up, everybody? It is August 18th. It is another week, another Wednesday, live on Twitch, live on YouTube, or if you're listening to the recorded version, that's on you. But Alas, we are back with another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. Make sure you guys check out our website where you can find all of our content, www.gtdsports.com. Follow us on our social medias. You can see them there at the bottom of the screen, at gtdsports, underscore sports, sorry. On almost everything other than TikTok, we are at gtdsports.com. If you want to follow along with our personal accounts, I am at Ryan Bunnell 8 on Twitter, and Elijah is at Elijah Span 19. That's Span with two N's. And if you want to follow along with our gambling picks, follow us on the Action Network app. You can search us just by our full name there and keep up with all of our picks. Things are ramping up as we get close to football season. I know I'm betting a lot more. Elijah's going to be betting a lot more. It's going to be back. some good stuff. Back. We're back, baby. But yeah, we got a great episode planned for today. We got a special guest there, Elijah's dog making an appearance. (laughs) But anyway, we have a great episode planned. We're going to be talking about Tim Tebow, sadly being released by the Jags, not our boy Timmy. NFL's new taunting rules, which are just absolute bullshit. NHL is now allowing advertisements on jerseys. And last but not least, we're going to be doing toxic fan base tier list. This is going to be something we've never done before. Ranking. Worst to best, where NFL fan bases lie. And if this is something you guys like or we really just enjoy doing, we're probably going to continue that on in future podcast episodes. And that I think that's that. So, Elijah, with that said, we'll start this like any other week. What is uh, your highlight of the week? Um, hmm. Highlight of the week, I guess I've, uh, I've been playing Hades on Xbox Game Pass, and it's sick. It's like a top-down like fighting game. I don't know. Hades? Yeah, it's called Hades. It got, like, Game of the Year last year. I don't know. Got it for free on Xbox Game Pass. It's sick. Had a lot of gaming-related um, highlight lowlights recently. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like know. the gaming season, I feel like, you know? Summer's summer's kind of coming to a close. It's kind of, you know... Yeah, exactly. Doors more, so... Yeah. Well, yeah plus, so all the sports games are coming out and everything. All the sports games are coming out. So, thankfully, my I didn't actually pre-order Madden. And I got to play a demo of it, and it like was the same thing as Madden 20. And really? So, oh yeah. So it's the same thing two years ago, and Madden 20 was basically the same thing as Madden 18. I'm just like, dude, how do they? I get that sports games are usually going to be the same thing every year, but how do you do it to the extent that Madden does it? It's just 
Yeah, well, I was I heard there was supposed to be a lot of updates and stuff to this year's, but I've even heard that there's a difference between the uh, the old consoles and the new console. Like if you play it on PS4 or something, then the quality is just going to be the exact same as last year's. But if you play it on the PS5, then it's supposed to be exponentially better. So really? I don't really know. I haven't played I it yet. I didn't play the demo either. I'm too poor to get those uh, nice consoles, so. Oh, dude, I, I have I have never seen a PS5 with my eyes. I've never heard of them being in stock to this day. I still never see them. Maybe it's just because I've given up on trying. I got a gaming PC instead. <laughs> Mag yeah. in the background. Oh, my God, I know. He's He decided to start having to be excited right now as soon as we started to hit the record button. But whatever. But, yeah, my roommate had a PS5. It was cool, but it's like, like you said, I'm going to make the switch to PC soon. Yeah, it it really I used to be super stubborn about it all. Like, oh no, I've always used PlayStation. I'm PlayStation Nation, you know, and all that BS. But yeah. the the PC is just so much more worth it. I mean, especially like since we're doing media stuff, you know, I do everything for GTD on this PC. And exactly. I even got to write it off as a tax expense for work. <laughs> so oh, I got some yeah. money back. That was Yeah, nice. that's a, that's another reason why I wanted to I'm gonna start contributing more stuff, but I can't cuz my uh equipment is aged. So It'd be like that. It'd be like that. All right. But then low light of the week, um, I saw this lady at the gym that was working out while reading a book at the same time. And I've never just felt so inferior intellectually to another, physically <laughs> and intellectually to another human being in my entire life. I, was, I just walked in, you know, my own business, feeling good about myself because, you know, at the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's reading a book while working out. And I'm like, I didn't know that I was going to feel like a piece of shit today. Thank you for what, telling me. What kind of workout was she doing? She was on a bike at that point. Okay. That's not so – okay, was I was about bike. to say, she's just like curling and with one hand and lifting with the other. That's insane. Pretty sure she got to that point. Oh, my but God. I was like, okay, good to know that you're better than me. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym in a while, so that at least shows that you're better than some people. <laughs> All right. Anyway, my highlight of the week is the Premier League season is back. I – I've been waiting for this all summer. It's finally back. It kicked off this weekend. We had a few big games like Man City, Tottenham, which Tottenham upset them. But that's overall just my highlight. I'm, I'm so excited to be able to watch soccer every weekend, some Wednesdays, just throughout the week. That's my daytime sport. You know, daytime is soccer, nighttime American shit. <laughs> but see, that it's kind of a double-edged sword because my highlight is the same thing as my low light of this week. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan. And as you know, we texted about it whenever the game happened. We got clapped by a team that has never scored a Premier League goal in their 74-year history. So as an Arsenal fan, it, it's it's an embarrassing start to the season. I'm really – I had so many high hopes, as I do every year, and they got crushed in literally one game. So it's going to be a long season. But either way, I'm, I'm glad they're back. The Premier League's back. Premier League's back. It's back, so baby. when uh when are their major games on? Like what day? Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that's so tough. Yeah, both of them. And then every now and then you'll have a major game on Wednesday, like Wednesday at two p.m. Okay. And usually, like Champions League and Europa League, they're always played on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm, those days okay. in the middle of the week. Um. Okay, because I was wondering because like they start at like ten on Saturdays and Sundays, right? They start at 6, bro. 6 a.m.? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I've had plenty of plenty of uh, 
early mornings for Arsenal games. Yeah, at six a.m. Like yeah, but isn't there another one at like nine or ten? Mm-hmm. There's there's usually ten games, um, or not ten games, like at least five Premier League games on Saturday, then five on Sunday. You know, okay. they try yeah. to split it up between the weekend. Cool, because that'll carry me up to kickoff. So that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, you can get more into Premier League. That'd be a good way to get into it. Yeah. So because yeah, there's usually one at six, then like nine, and then twelve. Sometimes they're even at eight, and it just depends on the TV schedule. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'll watch the shittiest football game before I watch the best Premier League game. Bro. I am. I will. I'll watch Jets, <sighs> Broncos, like Thursday night football, like ten times ten times out of ten over like Chelsea or Chelsea Man City, whatever the best Premier League matchup is right See, now. See, I would I would agree for the most part, but um, I mean, if it's literally just a shitty Thursday night football game, like you just said, then I would much rather watch like Manchester United versus Man City, um, Chelsea versus Liverpool. I don't know any of the big six matchups. It's electric, especially now the fans are back. Fans are back in the stands. Oh, fans are back. Fully? Yeah, the a- atmosphere. Yeah, I think some teams are fully, some teams aren't. Because there was okay. a couple games I was watching where it was like, holy shit, like this is a huge difference. But mm-hmm. others like. Arsenal is having trouble selling their uh, tickets for their next game after losing their first one. Oh, Fairweather fans, man. It's tough. It's it tough. is what it is. But speaking other than of, that, it's been a pretty slow week in sports. But what were you about to say? Speaking of what? Speaking of well, speaking of Fairweather fans, Fairweather Tebow fans are um, now Not having a good out day. of the Jags business. Yeah. I was so sad whenever I heard this news broke. I mean, I didn't realistically think Tebow had a shot of doing I anything. thought he was going to make it. I really did. Really? Like, you thought he was going to make the roster? Because – Yeah, I, honestly, I did too. To just be, make the roster? Because of the money. Money – and I just thought it was because, you know, his veteran, his leadership, all that, yada, yada. He's a yeah, locker room it. guy. I thought there was going to be enough value in terms of, like – financial and maybe what he could do on the field and in the locker room. I thought there could be enough, but you know, there wasn't. And yeah, well, Urban Meyer said that like everybody in the locker room loved him and like everybody got along with him. But then his quote was, uh, we knew it was an uphill battle for Tim. So, I mean, he transitioned from quarterback to tight end. Like that's not necessarily an easy switch. And he also is doing it nine years after his last regular season appearance. Yeah. Um, maybe if he did this 10 years ago and the Jets initially asked him to do it, because a lot of people forget that. Because yeah. when he got traded to the Jets, they still had Mark Sanchez. But he's just such an athlete, like we talked about, that they wanted to have him on the field. So they asked him to tr- transition to tight end. He did it a little bit, and he was like, no, I hate I don't like it. I'm, gonna be, I'm a quarterback. And then so he tried to do it, and then he had that tryout with the Eagles. Yeah, I do that. remember that, yeah. And then I don't think there's anything after the Eagles. Not in the NFL, I don't think. He played baseball. He went, yeah, I was going to say, he went to the Mets organization. Poor that guy, was, man. I mean, hey, he's an athlete, though. You know, he, he could do it. The fact that he's still playing with the pros is still pretty impressive. Like, I, I don't understand whenever people just knock Tebow, like, saying, oh, he's dog water. No way the Jags are ever going to play him. Like, he's an athlete. Well, don't get – don't – Get this wrong though. This was definitely a buddy call. This was definitely a buddy call? like, 
Yeah, like, like, like him old... signing originally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right about that. No, you're right. Yeah. This is an old boys club move. Like, hey man, Urban, remember those national championships, buddy? <laughs> like, do you remember what we did together last time I was on the field for you and you were calling plays? Like, do you remember? And Urban was like, Yeah, I do. I do remember. And then he saw him running sprints because they're neighbors, and he's like, Fuck, Tim looks good. Let's go, baby. Bring like, it back. Sign him. He could. He could definitely be a tight end. You know, I mean, that's exactly right, probably. That's probably, like, exactly how the conversation went to the T. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't get what else – I don't know. Do you think he has any other role in the NFL that he could fit in? Um, Maybe an organizational role. I could see him doing that's that. That's what I was because, thinking, yeah. Because, like, um, for one, fans love him. So it would be, like, a good PR move in terms of a team to sign him. So bring a lot of good publicity. Um, and two, I guess, apparently, from what we know, locker rooms love him. So he'd be a good guy to have just in the building, you know, for players to kind of be around and say, you know, we got Tim Tebow. Maybe as like a team minister. I could see him doing that. I don't know why he hasn't done that. Because a that lot would of teams, be something, yeah. They a lot of have teams have like, have like um, sports ministers or something like that because a lot of NFL players are religious. Very, you know? yeah. So. I could see him doing something like that. I'm surprised that he hasn't, but probably because he makes so much money working for ESPN, but he just keeps on. And he's good at that, too. He's good at being on TV. Yeah, he, he has a great personality for it. Yeah, he's like he's good on, he's on, he's good on college game day. So, like, I don't know. He's just good you know, at everything that he does, basically. What I really want to know is um, what is uh, – oh, I just blanked. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. What is, what is Tim Tebow – truly like that's what i want to know what is he like in the locker room because we always hear those doors yeah we always hear these great things we always you know he's a very christian man and i'm not doubting that he's a good person whatsoever i just feel like there's there has to be a wild side to tebow there has to be so i saw this video of a guy that went to florida with him and that he said that tebow wasn't very well liked in the locker room they thought that he was kind of a snitch and just kind of like a a good boy, you know, and not like um, it didn't really fit into the locker room. They just rocked with him because he was Tebow, you know. Yeah, I mean, how could you not rock with Tebow in college, though? I mean, if he's winning you national championships, winning all those games, you kind of have to. Yeah, he should have two Heisman's, but definitely one hundred percent the greatest college quarterback of all time. I'm glad you said that. I agree. I saw a tweet earlier. I think it was yesterday. I put it out on the GTD Sports account, but somebody was asking, is Tebow the greatest college QB of all time? Like, without a doubt, yes. Like, I really – there's an argument for some other guys, but, I mean, Tebow's – Who else would even be up there? Uh, you could say Johnny Manziel would be up there, arguably. Okay. Doug Flutie, historically, Doug Flutie was a solid one. Yeah, um, the thing with Johnny Football, though, Johnny Football really only had that one season where he was dope. And yeah, then, Roger like, Staubach at Notre Dame. Okay. He's up there too. Well, he was at Navy. Oh, um, Navy. Sorry, I'm thinking colors. Yeah. Yeah. Are you probably the thinking Navy of gold. Joe Montana too? He yeah, but he wasn't as like amazing in college. No, he wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. But regardless, Tebow is. Oh, Vince, Vince Young. Young. Yeah. Was, yeah. Vince Young is oh. another one. <laughs> Matt Leiner too. He was awesome. Matt yeah. I think Vince Young is probably up there in like the top three. Michael Vick had a pretty insane college experience. It's true. It's just because he was a unique athlete. Nobody could catch him. But Sam Bradford really strikes me as a guy that was just lights out in college. 
That's true. That's another good one. He doesn't get talked he, about very much. Yeah. Well, he would have been probably one of the greatest ever in the NFL if he just didn't tear his ACL three times. I, if we're talking about like most winningest quarterbacks of all time, Kellen Moore, bro, Boise State. I mean, he he would be up there. Shit, he won like forty four games as a starter out of forty eight. Yeah, he was nuts. He was yeah. nuts. Nah, damn but, good AFC too. Yeah, damn good. Yeah, he he transitioned super young too, like really young to get into coaching. I feel like. Well, that's what they've said about him the whole time he was with the Cowboys. I remember that lost season where he actually started a couple games for us. That was like the one thing that the announcers kept saying. They're like, as soon as this guy's done with his playing career, he's gonna be a coach. And then that year when Dak took over, he broke his leg because Kellen Moore was supposed to be the backup. Dak was supposed to be the third string, Dak's rookie year in 2016. Yeah. Kellen Moore broke his leg, and then he was like, Dak completely took over, and he was like, fuck it, I don't want to be a backup. And then they were like, just come in to the coaching, and then that's when he became the quarterback's coach next year, and then he took over as OC the following year. Dude, it's also awesome that he literally started his coaching career like that. It's one thing to start at such a young age, but also to start right in the ring of fire in the NFL. He didn't have to go back to college and be like a graduate assistant like some people are and whatnot. I think he's just that smart. And two, he's yeah. probably going to be our – if Mike McCarthy shits the bed this year, he's probably going to be our head coach next year. Really? Jerry you Jones, think so? I think so, 100%. Jerry Jones loves him. Jerry Jones threw a bucket of money just so that he wouldn't leave us when Mike McCarthy came he made. Mm, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I would give it a couple years, though. Do you think uh, McCarthy, like, what's his job security looking like, though? For me, like, do you know how long they're going to give him? For me, this year's pushing it, and then if he doesn't get results by next year, absolutely not. So, okay, like, that's even fair. Then, I think I have, two years. I have a warm seat on him this year, and if he gets one playoff win, okay. But if we don't make the playoffs, or if we don't get, or we don't get a playoff win. I want him the fuck out. I don't want another Jason Garrett situation. Excuse me. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I totally understand that. I would give it, yeah, a year and then maybe like towards the beginning of the next season if it's not figured out by then. No. If, if, if we don't – honestly, if we don't get results this year, kill him more time. Fuck it. Let's see what that young gun can do. Like, I would Sean love McVay to see that, yeah. Sean I was McVay about to say, Sean McVay. It's like the wave of young coaches are coming in. Cliff Kingsbury. You know, Brandon Staley mm-hmm. for the Chargers that just got hired. Mm-hmm. Young defensive coordinator for the Rams. So, like, you know, it's time. Guys don't have to pay their dues as much if they're smart enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it used to be treated like the fucking president of the United States, bro. Like, there was, like, an age requirement of 50-plus to be an NFL coach. I don't yeah, know I mean, why, but. Sean McVay. I mean, it was kind of trending downward beforehand, but Sean McVay just broke the barrier. Yeah, he really did because he was so mm-hmm. successful right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's a wonderkind for sure. And then so they just people came away and were like, damn, like this guy, even as a 30 year old, is able to connect and command these players. Like, why wouldn't else? Why wouldn't it work elsewhere? But also, too, a lot of the Sean McVay hires really haven't gone as great, in my opinion. The only reason let's be real, too. The only reason why Kingsbury has a job is because Sean McVay did so well. Um, You could look at other guys, too, around the league. I think that that was one of the worst hires, like. Of all time, bro. And I'm not saying Kingsbury has done terrible because he really hasn't. Mediocre. Have done okay. Very mediocre, I think, as a coach. But and that's honestly that's a win for him coming out of the situation he did being mediocre in the NFL. Cause like I did not see it. He could barely lead Texas Tech to a bowl game. And he only did so because he had Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and so 
just yeah, he had a the NFL sub like 500 that, record with the with the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, like what the fuck? People just don't. I don't know. People don't talk about that. They just liked his electric air raid offense. They wanted to see it in the NFL, I guess. Well, and I mean, he's good looking. Yeah, he's hot. Ryan Gosling, literally like a yep. clone of Ryan Gosling, bro. It's kind of weird. I don't know. In other news, NFL news. Are you starting to think about Ryan Gosling? What? I love him so much. He's my favorite <laughs> actor. Really? Dude, 100%. I mean, he's a good actor. I'm not going to lie. Do you I not seen? Don't... I'll send you a list of Ryan Gosling movies you watch. Okay, because I was about to say, honestly, I don't watch that many Ryan Gosling movies. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner, mm-hmm. I went to the theater. The Nice I, Guys. I fell asleep in the theater on that one. I choked. Uh, the Nice I want to rewatch it, though. The Nice Guys. Nice guys is hilarious. with him and uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, enough What's about that? enough about Gosling. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, NFL taunting rules. Yeah, so that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, what exactly is the new taunting rule? So, I'm not exactly sure, but um, it's just it's way, way, way too aggressive. Like it's like you saw the Colts clip, right? I'm yeah, sure everyone was watching that this. clip. Yeah, I saw the Colts running that clip. All he did was just go flex, and then just and he looked like, at yeah. him. He maybe yeah. like directed. It. He was like, yeah, like what's up? Um, very mild case, and then he got the flag. So I guess that's what it's looking like is just very minor infractions, just for like saying like, yeah, bitch. After you make a play, like you're gonna get flagged for it. Like soft. It's so soft. Super soft. And yeah. The th- oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No. You- okay, but the thing that surprised <laughs> me the most is that um, the people on Twitter that have defended it. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. What are, What are they saying? Because I honestly haven't seen very many people defending it. So they're all saying like these are for the kids. Like we don't want to see kids in Pop Warner being acting like that and like flexing on their opponents. We want to see them act with class, and we want to see pros act like professionals, and. Honestly, too, I think that kind of take, and I never make these kind of takes, um, it's a low-key, a little racist. Oh, God. Just low-key, just a little bit. But then I heard Ron Rivera say it, and I was like, maybe I'm in the wrong frame of mind. Because Ron, Ron Rivera also had that same kind of mentality. Like, wait, what do you mean? Like Of that players don't need to be um, – he said that players can get excited, but not direct that excitement towards the opponent. Oh, so are you saying like the new rule in general is a little racist? No, not the new rule in general, but the people that are all like, get this class, like classless act out of the game. Oh, like okay. Like that makes I've, a lot more sense. That yeah, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say here. Just like, just that kind of take is just, you know what I'm saying? Teensy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think I you just don't that. like. I think you just don't like buy people showboating on your TV. <laughs> people are salty, bro. I don't, I don't understand that <laughs> argument of like the changing it, not necessarily changing it, but like for the kids in Pop Warner, you want to see them act with class, but then, oh, if they make it to the league, they can do whatever they want per se, kind of. I don't know. How about you be a better fucking parent? Yeah, that. just just don't raise a dick. I mean, if they, I, I mean, I still don't get the, it's not rude. It's not extreme. It's not crossing the line to literally flex and like be like yeah what's up bro what's up like you know 
Yeah, because and I thought the rule before was fine, like was good because anytime that I saw something that was like egregious, um, and it got flagged for it, I agreed with it. Like any like I feel like for the most part, anytime I saw something that was bullshit, like out of the like out of hand, it got flagged. Yeah, and I mean it's good. There's there's definitely a fine line, you know, as to what should be considered a flag and what shouldn't. But it's just getting ridiculous at this point. It's it's like let the boys play, you know. You're gonna be throwing a flag every five plays if it's gonna be like the the Colts video we're talking about. Yeah, I just hope that this is just preseason stuff, and it's not. They're not gonna call it like this in the regular season. They're just calling it like this in the preseason, so that way it gets guys to kind of calm down a little bit and maybe just not do it as much in the regular season. That's true. A scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, scare Which, tactic to the players. They did that before with one of the pass interference rules they had a couple of years ago. They called like an exorbitant amount of flags. I think this was like four or five years ago. Do you do you remember this? Yeah. And so whatever. And was, then like, first the regular changing. season came along, and then it was mostly fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also the preseason for the refs too. As weird as that sounds, like these refs are getting their their feet back under them, getting back used to looking for specific things. I mean, I know that's their job; they're trained to do it, but. They make everybody makes wrong calls, you know. Mistakes happen. They're not pe- perfect. They're people too. So I mean, I don't know that that one ref was kind of a cocksucker with how he threw <laughs> that one flag. Like you see, he didn't look at the guy. He just he, he like glanced, looked forward, just <laughs> instant, whoop. bro. He even gave a little wrist flick. Dude, like, sometimes the refs, the way they throw the flag is condescending. It's like, oh, you dick, bro, you oh, dick. Just I don't know the way they the flick sometimes. And like you said, I love you it just, when they get they really stare. into it. They're like, they fucking blow it on the can. They just whoa, put their whole body into it. Yeah, they do that. They like because it's like across their body, so they gotta like Excalibur sword, like fucking throw it in the air. Or fuck it. Do you remember that one ref? And I'm pretty sure this was in preseason as well. I think it was a Saints game. He threw the he threw the flag like 30, 40 yards. He just threw it straight. Yeah. He just goes. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, bro, why are you a ref? Flew. You need to be behind center, dude. Yeah, flew like a badminton, just going. Yeah, I would, I would totally be extreme with it though. That would be the most fun part. I feel like as a ref, I would just oh, look it, at somebody. It, I'd be like, <laughs> like just stare him down. Especially preseason, I'd fuck around so so hard. Oh yeah, and then if like I get yelled at by my boss, I'd be like, I didn't know, I didn't know. Like this is the entertainment business. I'm putting on a show. Yeah, it's on TV. You know, everybody's watching. But no, long story short, though, this this rule is bullshit, though. Yeah, it I, is bullshit. And did you hear uh, mm-hmm. you about to say the Giants co-owner? Oh, no, I was going to say I, I I have like the kind of official ruling per se on it. This is from the NFL competition committee chair, Rich McKay, which, first of all, what kind of fucking job is the NFL competition committee chair? What do you what do you even do anyway? But uh, he said probably six figures. <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm sick. Ugh. Jesus, he's well, yeah, probably making close to a million. It's not contagious. It's just a little sinuses, you know. <laughs> Whatever. But he said the NFL Players Association. Coaches and competition committee have all made a strong statement regarding respect among everyone on the field. We saw an increase in actions that clearly are not within the spirit and intent of this rule and not representative of the respective opponents and others on the field. 
Game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce the taunting rules, and players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended depending on the severity of the actions. So, I mean, it sounds like logistically the rule is basically the same. He's kind of just saying it's more extreme. Like, literally same yeah. rule, just stricter guidelines. Well, and the, the um, expulsion, the getting kicked out of the game. That's a- Oh, yeah, the two. Oh, that's true, because that was just for like um, – unnecessary you know what am i unnecessary roughness penalties uh yeah i forget targeting targeting that's what i'm trying to think of there's targeting and then there's like um like you said unnecessary roughness if you have two of those you kicked out but yeah so like i I just can't imagine getting kicked out for flexing like that's just it would be embarrassing too because like it's also you have to do it twice you know so i feel like if you got in trouble for it the first time like you just gotta just not think. Just, you gotta think up. about it the whole time. Yeah, you just gotta be super conscious of it. I don't know. I feel like it'd be so hard to keep your emotions in check like that, to that extent. To keep, oh well, yeah, I mean, you're playing football. It's an emotional, yeah. physical game. Exactly. A lot of adrenaline running, everything like that. So, I definitely side with the players on this one. Yeah, for sure. Because like, I feel like the reactions that we see from football players are pretty genuine for the most part. Like basketball players, they put on a show. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean like the NBA they, is all for it, though. Yeah, the NBA is all for it, but I'm saying like when when NFL players get a like when we see them behave a certain way, I really don't think like for the most part they're being pretty genuine about how they are. Oh yeah, like they're they're that hyped up. Yeah, it's like you got to sure. You yeah. got to be to run through especially a fucking, like a. I was gonna say like a third and ten. You know, you run. You break through a few tackles. You get the first down. Like, hell yeah, baby. Let's yeah, how go. can you not? How could yeah. you? Yeah. I don't get that. But no. what did you say? What did you bring up uh, the Giants co-owner? So the Giants co-owner, John Mara, he's the driving force behind the rule. And then whenever, so all, since all, like half of Twitter has been complaining about, you know, this rule, he went out and defended it too again and just gave that same lame excuse of we're professionals and we're trying to bring class to the game and this class was favor. And it's just like, okay, dude. Good to know that you're wearing. Dude, yeah, that's I don't get it. I really don't. It doesn't see it's really it turned into it was trending on Twitter the other day. The NFL stands for the no fun league. It's boring. 100%. They 100%. stop anything that could have to do with fun. Other than Nickelodeon's slime zone touchdowns, that was the most fun thing the NFL's done in the last decade. I can't wait for that playoff game this year, too. Oh, dude, who's going to be the MVP this time? Oh, I can see Jameis Winston. <laughs> Seems like a prime candidate. Jameis would definitely be a prime candidate. Yeah, but speaking of, like we were talking about last week, um, it's it sounds like Taysom Hill's going to be the Saints' quarterback. Uh, what I didn't, I honestly haven't followed as much. Did any news come out? Yeah, I, it's it's. There's been reports, nothing official, but just reports and rumors, major ones, that um, Sean or Sean Payton's just all about Taysom Hills as the number one. And here's what I thought about since last week's episode. Think about what Taysom has that Jameis doesn't. I mean, more athleticism. Yeah, exactly. Mobility. Yeah. Jameis, remember when he ran his 40? Yeah. There's an offensive lineman that ran faster 40s than him. I do, yeah. 
So that's a major problem in today's game. The game's evolving. You got to have a mobile quarterback. That's not Jameis Winston. Yeah, but at the same time, the Saints used Drew Brees for the last decade, and he's the farthest thing from a mobile quarterback. That's true, too. That's true, too. But maybe Sean or Sean Payton wants to move with something different, move forward with guys like Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, um, if they if they were going to try and make that transition, now would be the time. Kyler Murray. I mean, look at all the guys that were picked one, two, and three. Um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's not exactly a mobile quarterback like the rest yeah, of the He can run, bro. Up, but he's got some legs. He's got some Zach wheels Wilson on him. Is an athlete. Trey Lance. His legs are probably better than his arm, even. I mean, so, and Justin Fields, who was the fourth quarterback taken. He's also very mobile, yeah. I mean, so, like, the guys that are just coming out, you got to have mobility with this. And that's what's holding Jameis Winston back. And I think that's the driving force why Jameis Winston is not going to be the starter for the Saints coming out this year. That's so sad, man. I want to see Jameis play. I want to see Mr. 30 for 30. I mean, at the same time, though, I I do want to watch Taysom Hill. Like, I want to see how he works out. I want to see him playing quarterback. Because there's going to be some fun plays. They're going to have some weird trickeration thrown in there. At least I hope. Well, luckily for you, uh, Taysom Hill, the last time he was a full-time starting quarterback at BYU, he got hurt nonstop. So where are you going to see this year? You didn't? No. Did I mean, I knew like, he played at BYU, but I didn't know he got yeah. hurt all the time. He played like six years at BYU, and because he got like two uh, medical um, redshirt seasons. Actually, I do remember that. I just didn't remember that being Taysom Hill. I remember yeah. BYU had a guy for like six years. Yeah. It was him because he just kept on getting hurt so often. That sucks. But I mean, that's also kind of cool, though, that he got two extra years of college. Mm-hmm. Or college ball, at least, because, you know, he already graduated by that time. But now some other uh, interesting, controversial news. It's uh, not NFL related. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Probably just touch on this a tad, not go too deep into it. But the NHL is now allowing advertisements on their uniforms. What is your initial reaction? Um. I would say that this just means that it's inevitable to come to NFL MLB. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it's been on that way for a while. I'm mm-hmm. surprised NHL was this late, you know, because NHL has a little bit more surface area for the advertisements. Well, another thing too, is that the NHL is like the lap, bottom of the barrel when it comes to profit for the oh, league. Yeah. So that I, that's why I could see them doing it. And like, I want to hate it. I do. But like, I remember when NBA did this and I was like, dude, this is such bullshit. And then it happened. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't care that much. You barely, you barely even noticed it on the NBA jerseys. No. Nah, and it's like, in some cases they're kind of cool. Like the Orlando magic having Disney. Yeah. That, like is- that brings a smile to my face every time. It makes sense. You know, it matches. It makes sense. Or like, um, bucks with the Harley Davidson. Like that's cool. Like, yeah, there are some that just, like, feel like they belong on the jersey now. Yeah. So that, those ones, like, some of you put it, like, I'm like, ah, oh, like, because it's it's such a, usually the teams are paired with such an iconic business from the area. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And what's weird, though, too, is people have been overreacting, like, majorly. People have been acting like this is going to turn into fucking NASCAR, dude, where it's literally just the entire car advertised, but 
there's no way the NHL is ever going to allow for anything like that. So people need to slow their roll. I think it's fine. I, I'm honestly all for it because, you know, it brings more money in for these teams who, like you mentioned, it's clearly the bottom league bringing in the least revenue out of the core four in America. So this, I mean, this will help the revenue. It may be lead to more eyes on it. You never know how advertising and shit works, but it, well, it's just something publicity. different. Yeah, publicity is publicity. Publicity is publicity. So. No such thing as bad publicity. Nope, not at all. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I hope, I hope you're right though, and it doesn't turn out to be like NASCAR because that would be stupid if it turned out to be like some fucking like super duper like obscure like minor league team that has like all these. Because you've seen teams like that where they just have like yeah. shit everywhere on like ESPN eight. And they're just yeah. covered in ads. Like cornhole, like, bro. Have you seen the cornhole shirts? Yeah. Yeah, they're literally just ads all over the shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I feel like it's gotten with golf sometimes, too. Because golf, like, guys will have one on the lapel. They'll have one on the collar. Their hat, they have brim, side, one on the back, one on the other side. So That way it's, that way it's visible from all angles, baby. It's coming from everywhere, you know. Uh, no matter where the camera is, it's got to be seen. I, don't, I really don't mind it. I don't think it's like – I just – I don't get why people have such a big problem with it as if it's like really going to tarnish their viewing experience. Like is an advertisement on the jersey really going to stop you from watching a game or enjoying a game no. or missing a certain angle? Like no, it's just going to be a little blip. And if you're at the game, you're never going to see it. Yeah, you're not even going to notice it ever. I mean unless you're at like a soccer game because it's kind of – just fat on the middle of the chest. Yeah. I will say though, when I was like dumb and eight years old, I was like, why is, is Barcelona? Like, why is their mascot the fly Emirates? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, is that like a cultural thing in Spain? <laughs> That's funny. There's so many teams too with fly Emirates on it. Yeah. Or like the win for Real Madrid. And then I like saw like a Jeep one. I was like, wait, these are ads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some, some of them kind of just fit. Like, I'm almost used to it with soccer. You know, just like the ad being in the middle. Like, Jeep for Juventus is perfect. Like, I don't know why. It just fits. Like, I could never imagine a soccer jersey where the logo was just big in the center, you know? Like, I can only imagine it really tiny up here. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come like that to, to America because I don't want it to. I'm, like, tired of being forced fed ads. But, like, I could deal with a patch. A patch, like, whatever. We got a comment. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but he's cute. Shout out Nia for the comment. <laughs> I don't know. Who's cute? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. Ryan Gosling? As we, what? Is she talking about Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Oh, no. That was a while ago. This was like oh. a, a recent comment. I don't know. I guess we can find out as we get into our toxic fan base rankings. I'm excited. Oh, I got to pull it up on uh, on the live, though, so we can have a visual. If you guys aren't watching the live version of the podcast and you're listening to the recorded version, I highly, highly recommend tuning in to the live version or at least the YouTube version because uh, we upload the whole video after we record it as well. Because sometimes, like right now, there are some of these visual elements that just kind of help you understand what we're talking about uh, just for reference and everything like that. So right now, what we are about to do is we're going to do a tier list maker. Uh, basically, 
We're going to rank which fan bases we think are absolutely terrible, the most toxic in the league. And this is NFL, of course, all the way up to the best, best of the best. No problems with them whatsoever. It's going to be interesting, too, because I don't know how uh, me and Elijah will agree. I don't know if we'll have differing opinions. I'm assuming they'll most likely be the same. All right. Yeah, we're, we'll probably – well, this is both of our lists, so we're going to debate this. Yeah. So we're going to um, – and then update on the on the Q comment. Apparently, we both are. Um, so this is definitely <laughs> a Russian bot that's talking to us right now. There's no way. We're both just bro, getting hit on right now in the middle of our They're trying podcast. to sell us. They're trying to sell us to some chatterbait links, bro. <laughs> gotta be. <laughs> gotta be. We're fucked, bro. We're done. Um all right, yeah. First off, sorry for all the advertisements on this website. Uh, this is just the, the the free tier list maker. So ignore the side ads. I'll try to zoom in a little bit here so that how's that? Is that whoa, better? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you got me running a Ben and Jerry's ad. Move for some sweets now. I can't even get it out of the way. Are you okay? Nope, we're not zooming in, I guess. Fuck That's it. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. All right. We're just we're gonna go one by one. Uh, as you can see, the rankings here, we have last place is the scum of the earth. Then it's just simply no bueno. We don't like them. And then middle tier are just decent human beings. Don't love them. Don't hate them. And then not too shabby. Pretty good fans would probably have a beer and watch the game with them. And then the top tier is absolute best in the league. No problems with. No toxicity whatsoever. All you right. should add one and just say props being fans for these guys. For Props being fans? Let's see. Can yeah. I add one? Yeah. Oh God, what I do? Uh oh. I think these are these are pre-made. Okay, whatever. We're good. Oh, oh wait, no. Add, oh, add, a, add a row. There we go. Add a row, baby. Um, respect for staying loyal. <laughs> nobody cares. Right. Like it's kind of just like nobody really cares about you. So. Yeah. Okay, so right, we're gonna let's start go. Let's start. Let's left. just start. Yeah, top left, and let's go. Like kind of like a snake. Okay, let's do it. All right. First up is the Chicago Bears. You know, I don't think that there's really bad things to say about the Chicago Bears. They're like a fun fan base. Um, I pity them a lot because they don't have <laughs> decent offense to cheer for. So I would say like decent human beings here. Decent human beings, yeah. I would, I would agree. I really don't have a strong opinion on the Bears fan base, so yeah, I would agree. Stick them right, right in the middle there. Don't mm-hmm. have a huge problem with them. Um, Buccaneers, next up, Buccaneers. I honestly would probably put them in a not too shabby. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're the best in the league, but I mean, historically, the Buccaneers aren't the greatest organization in the world. They only kind of had this mm-hmm. recent success thanks to Brady. So yeah. they're they're pretty loyal fans, I would say. Yeah, I can agree with that. They're pushing it though. They're pushing it with the Tom Brady um, shit. With the Tom Brady shit and the the what's it the Tampa Bay and what's their fucking thing with the lightning and then like Championship Bay, Trophy Bay or whatever. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about because so the lightning and the Bucks won. They're about to get annoying really quick. But for now, I'm gonna agree with you. Not too shabby. All right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. All right. Next up is the Falcons. I'm Respect not the biggest fan. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I respect for being loyal, but I'm not the biggest fan because they always think that they're better than they are. If that makes sense. That is so true. They that always so think true. they're so much better they're than the Falcons like, are. They're always like, we can, if we can just figure it out, you know, some things will go right for us. Like, we can make a really good run in the playoffs. You're so fucking right. But it's like, dude, you don't have anything to figure out. This is as good as you're like, going to get. Like, You guys just aren't good. It's like, we still got Matt Ryan. Like, we're going to be good. You're so right. <laughs> where So where, where would you rank them? No bueno. No bueno. I, yeah, no I wouldn't bueno. put them all the way. Not all the way down. All right. Maybe no we should throw in. Maybe we should throw in another one there just to kind of buffer it because there's so many teams between like the sh- like because there's going to be definitely like yeah between that's the true. Falcons and some like shittier fan bases. So maybe like pushing it that would be Falcons. Falcons Push, okay, pushing. I like that actually. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'll add one right there. Pushing it. Ah, I spelled it wrong. I like that. All right. Next up is the Browns. See, I'm a Bengals fan, so I'm not a huge fan, but I will admit the Browns are some of the craziest and most loyal fans in the entire NFL. Respect so for being loyal. For that reason alone, I would probably put them in the upper echelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say for them, like, I agree with you. Like, they are definitely passionate fans, and they're good now, so they haven't been annoying yet. But as soon as they are good and they get a couple more playoffs wins, they are going to be, like, they're going to be they're going to start to push it. I think so, too, yeah, which is – I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it, but it's because they suffered for so long and they still stuck around, and their own 16 parade. Like, So with, with that being said, do you think – they deserve to be in the best of the league category. I feel like it's going to be harder until we get deeper into it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe not too you, shabby. No, nah, you got to put them in the best of the league right now. Because they're not dickheads, are they? No, they're they, not they don't. They're not dickheads, no. I mean, I as a Bengals so. fan, I've never, they I've would never be dicks to us problem. if anybody. Yeah, I've never had a problem with Browns fans on the internet. So yeah, the only thing I is, guess... whenever they got Manziel, they were so yeah, but that was Manziel. a flash in the pan. So yeah, I'll, that I'll was probably agree. A&M Browns fans that were being annoying. So yeah, like the fake ones that just bought a jersey as soon as he got drafted. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up is the Seahawks. I again don't have a very strong opinion on this. I'm gonna leave this one more up to you. Um, Seahawks fans kind of suck. Really? Yeah, I've been to Washington. Like they're they're all fake fans. Like they only started being fans of the team when Russell Wilson came on with the Legion of Boom. They started being good. Um, they all act like they originated with the twelfth man, which is not a real thing with Seattle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually not. an A and M thing. And yeah. the Seattle Seahawks paid A and M to say even say the twelfth man, and they act like they own it. And Washington General is pretty shitty, so I would say no bueno. Yeah, I would I would actually agree. You brought up that point, Fairweather fans. The only Seahawk fan I know in real life uh, is very strongly opinionated in the sense that if they lose a game, he's like, oh, we fucking suck. Like, we're done. Like, it's over. And if they win, we're like, dude, we're going to the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? So, yeah, I would agree with no bueno. All right. 
now we got the Lions. Oh, I think the Lions need to go in the respect for staying loyal category. Respect for staying loyal. Respect for staying loyal. <laughs> I would hate to be a Lions fan, bro. Yeah. So if, you're, if you're still there doing your thing, man. Like... <laughs> respect oh, and sorry. love, brother. <laughs> for the, respect for and love, Lions man. Fans. Yeah, um, Cowboys fans, I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it. You know, as a Cowboys fan, you know, okay? We're scum. Scum of the earth. <laughs> We're scum of the earth. I'm, We're glad, I'm glad you agree. Um, it's okay, though, because I a part of me in recent years, especially since we started this podcast, I kind of like being the annoying Cowboys fan. It's a role. Everybody's got a role to play, you know. Cowboys fans yeah. do it so well. Because we are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That's <laughs> literally the reason why. It's because they say they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. And they go 8 yeah. and 8. And fucking Dex back. Zeke is skinny. I mean, it's coming fucking we're, we're doing it. <laughs> I I am very high on Dak though this year, so I think he's going to do great as long as he stays healthy. His shoulder. But okay, right. Washington football team. I don't know how I feel. I don't either. That's a tough one. I guess they're not too shabby because, like, I wouldn't – I've never met a Washington football team fan that I hated. I just hate the organization with Dan Snyder. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, too, is I really don't have many experiences with their fan base. But I, I do hate the organization itself. <laughs> yeah, I've even been to Cowboys games where they played the Redskins. And, like, they were fine. I never had any problems with them whatsoever. I'd probably put decent human beings. I mean, right in the yeah. middle. Yeah. 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 That makes, that's fair. It is fair. All right, Cardinals. Ah. Honestly, the, the few Cardinal fans I know, I, I honestly like them. I think uh, – I think they're a decent fan base. I would never, I wouldn't put them in the best in the league, but I would probably have them up at not too shabby. Okay, I can, I can, I can agree with that. You agree? Yeah. All right. Put them there. Not okay, too. We shabby. all know where these people are going. Oh yeah, we we don't even need to talk about it. Eagles yeah. fans, yeah, they're Done. worse than us. So. Done. Oh yeah. Eagles fans fucking suck. There's literally a jail in their football stadium for a reason. Which is nuts. I'm surprised that's still a thing, but it happens. So, all right, Dolphins. Dolphins, huh? This one I'm very 50 50 on because I'm really sure. there are some Dolphin fans that are, you know, like DJ Khaled, fucking two attack Viola, we'll go to the Super Bowl, another one, you know, and then there's people that have lived in Miami their whole life and were there for the Dan Marino days and everything. And they experienced that 16 and 0. And they also experienced the tragedy that was the 2000 to 2010 era. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm 50 50. I think. See, they have a case to be in a lot of different categories. Like they yeah. have, yeah. Like respect for staying loyal because, like you said, 2000 2010 was awful. And now, like Ryan Flores is probably one of my favorite head coaches. Like last year. I was straight up, since the Cowboys were so bad, I was straight up a Dolphins fan. Like, Dolphins were my number two team. I've always kind of um, liked the Dolphins. I don't know why. 
I love their unis and their color, their, yeah. their color form set. I've always liked Miami too, just because like Miami's just a cool place, except for the heat. Um, Fuck you. I just, no, <laughs> I'm a Heat fan, so I should be a Dolphins fan. Maybe I know. I know. Um, so they like they could be respect for staying loyal or like decent human beings category. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say decent human beings. I think the Dolphins have experienced a bit too much success to say respect for staying loyal. Because, I mean, they did have the undefeated season, you know? Yeah, but that was in, like, the 70s. Yeah. But they're not the Lions by any means, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Decent human beings. Decent human beings. All right, Pats. They're on the lower end. Lower end of the spectrum. Are (laughs) they no bueno or are they scum of the earth? That's what I'm debating. I don't know. It's one of the two. I think they're scum, man. You think they're scum? I I wouldn't argue Cause, with you. Because think about the main reason why I say that is because what comes into my mind is remember that picture of that 12-year-old kid or that young teenager? He's like, I'm 13 and I've been to 15 parades. Yeah. Like, that's, fuck those people. <laughs> they've experienced way too much. And I mean, I hate to be the kind of person that's like, oh, just because you're doing good, fuck you. But no, they've experienced... Way too much success. They've had enough. And okay? they still bitch and moan. Exact. That's the thing. That okay. Yep. We're we. You scum convince of the me. Earth. Scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. Fuck patriots. Oh yeah, because they right. do complain, bro. It's like, well, what do you have to complain about? Your off season is going eleven and five. Like what? Oh, whatever. Okay. Jacks fans, respect for staying loyal. I I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, respect for staying loyal. We all know why. Poor Jacksonville. Vikings. Okay. I don't know how much you're going to agree with this, but I think Vikings are kind of pushing it. Really? I, I, I would agree. Honestly, we get it. You're sad. (laughs) And they suck down with cook's dick now though. You know, well, they just, all they do is complain about all like the terrible things that have happened to them in their playoff history. And it's like, okay, I did like, you're kind of pushing it. And they're just always talking about how great Mike Zimmer is and that Kirk Cousins is actually good and stuff like that. They could also be decent human beings, but I would say they're like, I would say they're pushing, yeah. They're pushing it. They're pushing it. That's a good spot for them. Steelers. All right. You know where I want to put them. I know exactly where you're putting them. I want to put them right there, too. All right, I'm glad we agree. Scum scum. of the earth, bro. I know we didn't do a rankings list. We decided to go with a tier list instead. Um, I put Steelers number one. As the worst fan base? would be one and two. Yeah. I agree. Steelers are number one without a doubt, in my opinion. Waving their fucking terrible towel. Big Ben is the GOAT. Dude, shut the fuck up, bro. I hate Steelers fans, man. All right, Packers. Mm. That's that's tough. They're hard to read. They are tough to read because, like, Lambo, Lambo's electric, bro. I love the atmosphere. I love. uh, I just love the. What's the word I'm looking for? The culture, the Green Bay culture with the Packers. But their actual fan base, though, I don't. I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of tough. Yeah. Like, cause they're in the, they can be anywhere from no bueno to not too shabby. 
I yeah, I agree. I don't think they're scum. Definitely not best but, in the league. But they're spoiled. They are spoiled, but they don't really like. It's they don't seem to they're brag never, on it too dicks. much, you know. Yeah, they don't shit on people for it. So I'd say probably either not too shabby or decent human beings. Whichever one. I'd say they're not too shabby. All right, yeah. I I would agree with that. Raiders fans. (laughs) This is a fun one. (laughs) Um, I'd say Raiders fans are no bueno. What? I love. Well, I don't know if they're because. They're also was, no bueno, but I could also say they're the best in the league. I was just about to say they're the best in the league because of like how fucking crazy they are. But in the eighties, when they were in LA, they used to beat the shit out of people. That is true. Like they were truly crazy. <laughs> like, but I I haven't heard about that too much since then. Like I've just anytime I've heard about like Raiders fans beating the shit out of people, it's in like sports stuff. Yeah. So, well, and also now another aspect to consider too is like. The, the loyalty during the transition from Oakland to Las Vegas. This is true. You know, this is true. Because that, that's a lot of loyalty right there. And they've been, you know, irrelevant for a really long time too. Yeah, a very long time. I would – would you agree to put them in best of the league? I think they're – I think, yeah. I think so. They're crazy. But you are right. It, it really depends on what angle you look at it from for the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Somebody else in California could probably put them in, like, toxic as fuck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. But from us right now in today's day and age, they're like best in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they're fun. Okay. But now we have an entirely new fan base. And <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I think that they need their entirely own category that we put no one else in. And that's just it, Bill's Mafia. Dude, I think if we were ranking them instead of doing like a tier list, I think the Bills have the number one fan base in the league. Absolutely. Um, they're also like the Bills fans, I think, are so funny because they could easily just be like so toxic. Yeah. Because they, they're so lovable. Yeah. It seems like they kind of like they care, but they don't care. Like they'll they'll joke about their downfalls and stuff like that, you know? Like they'll they'll poke fun at their own team. So it's not necessarily toxic. It's more so like I don't know, they're very they seem like relatable people. And they're so like aggressive and macho, but they don't beat the shit out of people. Yeah, you know, crushing tables and everything. Yeah, I've seen some of them set on fire while they do it. The ketchup and mustard. Yeah, so yeah. I also, I also knew a guy that was from Western New York. He was actually from Orchard Park. And okay. His buddies came into town, and when I went to his house, I had my Cowboys hoodie on. And so, of course, like, all of his buddies were in town. So, they had, like, all their Bills jersey shit on and, like, Bills hats, everything, like, about it. Rep in Orchard Park. He just comes up to me. I was like, hi, my name is Elijah. And he just goes, hey, go Bills. <laughs> go Bills, baby. And I was like, that's your name? And he's like, go fucking Bills, dude. Josh Allen was <laughs> deal. Before Josh Allen was actually good. I'll never forget it at my uh, my freshman year. It was literally one of my first college parties ever. Um, this dude was a Bills fan. He came to the – it was a jersey party, so he came in a Bills jersey, a Josh Allen jersey, because um, he had, like, just gotten drafted, I believe, at that time. And literally within an hour of me being there, this motherfucker is up on the roof like, yeah, like screaming. Everybody's down below him watching. He fucking – 
pile drives into a table. I see the video. He doesn't even break it. He bounces off and slides off. I've seen that. I saw that. Yeah, they posted it on Barstool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was funny, bro. They're fucking awesome. So yeah, they're in a league that. of their own. They're they're wow. just Bills Mafia. I gotta put like, them. We up can't. Here. Like they're not even they're not even like best in the league. They're just Bills Mafia. They're their own beast. Don't even insult the other fan bases up there. <laughs> That's what I think, at least. I mean, I agree. Bills are the best. Those Number one. Best. All right, Ravens. They're they're a tough choice, also. The one I Ravens fan I'm with the high school, ahead. they're kind of pushing it. I was just about to say, I think Ravens are pushing it. Okay, yeah, like, let's put them there. They're kind of not all the way toxic, but whenever they have their up years, they the, the toxicity comes out of them. Saints fans, I like Saints fans. I do too. I do too. I don't so, have any problem with them. I think they're, I think they're not too shabby. I yeah, I would agree. Not too shabby. I would say, God, there might even. The only reason why I'm holding you up though is that there might be an argument to put them up there at best in the league. Really? Because like you think about you know um, Hurricane Katrina and all that from forever ago and like Drew Brees and like. How much the Saints mean to that city, too. That is true, actually. And they're never dickheads, either. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll put them there. I'll agree. I'll agree. Okay. You're right, because I mean, you bring up the Katrina thing, and I think that's something that not a lot of people would probably think about. Because, I mean, yeah. man, that, that community just fucking came together, bro. It was crazy. But one thing to put them to the test load of saying that they're the best in the league is that they haven't had enough hard times to fall on to put them, like... You know, to, to truly in the past since Drew Brees has been there, so like our entire lifetimes, hasn't mm-hmm. been enough there to like test their true fanship. Yeah, so we'll see. This could easily change, and they can fall another. They could fall down to not too shabby if uh, shit starts going south for Saints fans with in the Taysom Hill slash Jameis Winston era. They're on the cusp. Yeah, they're, I on, think the they're cusp. on the cusp. They're on the cusp. All right. Next up is the Titans. Hmm. Titans, man. Hmm. I think they're pushing it. You think they're pushing it? Really? The, the reason is because of their newfound success. Like with this team in specific, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio, AJ Brown, they have been pretty fucking cocky, at least from what I've seen on the Twitter sphere and everything. Yeah, you're pretty right. Where where would you have him? What were you about to say? You seem surprised. Um, I was gonna think like decent, not too shabby. But now that you bring that up, and all the Twitter stands, they're all about Julio and those guys. Um, yeah, they're probably pushing it right now. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. I wouldn't disagree though. Like decent human beings, I think they're right in between these two. Mm-hmm. I'll go pushing it for now. All right. The Giants. You you probably have a stronger opinion on this one than I do. You go first. Me go first. So the only Giants fan that I'm close with uh, is a bit of a – I mean, he's a diehard fan, definitely. And uh, I'm just – I can't really put a pin on it. It's it's tough. I can't yeah, I've, I've seen the way that he hates on Brady. 
He hates on Brady so much. So I've seen the toxicity come out for certain players or certain teams. But then, like, overall, I don't know. I think we really need to analyze the helmet catch in their Super Bowls with Eli Manning. I like, think are, are they toxic about that shit? So I think that you make a really good point by the Brady hate because they still do it to this day, even though they beat him. So for that reason, I think they're pushing it. Pushing it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. All right. All right. Colts, Colts fans? I like the Colts. I think they're not too shabby. I agree. Yeah, I, I really don't but have any complaints for them. I also don't think that they do anything that makes them stand out. Yeah, that, that is the thing. I don't. The Colts are kind of one of those that I really don't know much about. Or at least our fan base, you know. Yeah, like they don't they don't really do anything like toxic, but they also don't do anything that's like super cool. Yeah, they've also had like pretty much since we've been alive like a pretty decent track record of being like there, not there, and like you know. So yeah, not too shabby. Not too um, shabby. Broncos at all. fans, I'm not sure where you're gonna go with it, but in my experience, Broncos fans are fucking annoying. Yeah. elaborate why so they just i don't know they just all seem to have that same fucking bronco sticker in the back of their truck and they always want to talk about how you know they had peyton manning and it's like you got him as a free agent it's not that you got it for like deal. three years bro chill out yeah i don't know they're just they're just fucking annoying like all they talk about then they always say because uh uc boulder it's like sco boss they always go sco broncos it's like Okay, dude. So I think they're no bueno. Yeah, I, I would agree with no bueno. I don't have as many experiences with Broncos fans. But, yeah, I would agree with just about everything you said, really. Okay. I don't have any anything else really to add on them. Jets, right, Jets fans. Respect. Respect? Respect, respect for staying respect. loyal? Yeah. Respect. Yeah, it's been uh, ever since, you know, the from the butt fumble to the one-win season – it's it's been a hell of a ride for the Jets over the last couple decades. Chargers fans as well, I think. Go ahead. If you have opinion, I know where I'm going to go with this. Um, I would probably say Chargers are around. I would probably put them at decent human beings. Decent human beings. See, yeah, I put them probably up there with not too shabby. Yeah, I was I was about to say either decent or not too shabby. Because I know a lot of Chargers fans that are from the San Diego area and still continue to be Chargers fans now. So, That's like, not, yeah, the true blue Chargers fans, like, are actually anybody who's still a Chargers fan or actually just San Diego Chargers fan, and then the people in L.A. don't really care about them. So they're not yeah. too shabby. Respect for them continue to be a fan of that team even after their owner fucking dicked you over. They so. hold them, bro. They hold them. At least it's not too far away, though, you know? It's mm -hmm. not like a crazy drive. But, yeah, the people in L.A. just don't give a shit, bro. They can barely sell tickets to their games. Nope. Um, All right. Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. They're a tough read. They are a tough read. I think I'd probably put them in deep human beings because, like, considering they have Mahomes and they are without a doubt – like the best team in the last few years, like hands down. Mm. I They have a lot of room to be toxic if they wanted to be, you know? But I never really I never really hear a chirp from Chiefs fans. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think decent human beings is a good spot for them. All right. 
until they start winning more Super Bowls and they get fucking cocky. Super annoying. Yeah, and then they're going down the list. <laughs> Although I do dislike all the Chiefs fans that are actually just Texas Tech fans and then just adapted. Oh, I hate Mahomes. people like that. Like, remember when Lubbock celebrated the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl like it was them winning the national championship? Yeah. Yeah. What a sad, sad place. <laughs> I mean, it would be a fun place to go party, though, shit. Like, whenever they went, Texas Tech went to the Final Four in basketball, bro. Yeah. They were, like, flipping cars and stuff. Yeah, see, you that say fun. that's fun, but then you realize that's the only thing to do there. And so the cool thing to do is to be an alcoholic. It's really not that cool. <laughs> literally bro we're getting raider rash that too <laughs> all, right. all right cincinnati Bengals. i'm i think we probably are gonna put him in the same place what do you think <laughs> i think i think respect yeah respect, respect. Yeah. as a Bengals fan myself i can uh i can say we belong in, the, in, in this tier of teams bro yeah because the last time we won a playoff game was before text messages were invented so it's uh, it's been a rough forty years for us. Um, yeah. Ever since we lost two Super Bowls in a row to fucking Joe Montana. Yep. Um, so the Houston Texans, I'm not really sure where to put them. I'm not either, because I mean they're the newest fan base. That's true. That's true. Hmm. They kind of don't exist either. Like I don't really, I haven't they're, ran into too many. Yeah, they're not very common in the media. And the one, yeah, and the ones that I know are just like personally are just like pretty chill about it. But it's also like a lot of them are di- are jumping ship right now too, because yeah. they're just like I don't even know That's I don't true. even know where to put these guys because like I've heard so many people being like, you know, Bill O'Brien completely destroyed this team. D Hop like left. Deshaun Watson, who is going to be their savior is leaving slash having his own issues. Um, their owner is definitely like up there with the shittiest owner in sports. Yeah. So like it's tough to be a fan of that team. Uh, so I don't even know. Like, so basically I would just put them at decent human beings because they just like, they hate everything that is all wrong with their own team. So they don't even try to defend the, their like own actions. Yeah, I was going to say they're kind of similar to the Washington football team fan base. Like, you know, That's I don't true. I don't really know where to put them. The organization sucks as as a whole, but then the fan base is a little bit separate. So, yeah, I would I'd agree on uh decent human beings. Okay. All right, and then San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. That's another tough one. Hmm. I don't know. They're kind of pushing it. That's what I'm thinking too, but I can't really put my finger on why. <laughs> Bay Area people are pretty pretty stuck up about sports. They yeah, are. they're they've been so, spoiled because I mean you know there's Oakland and San Francisco right there. Yeah, but they're not toxic. They're not super toxic as well. So I'd I'd probably put them as pushing it. Pushing it, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree mm-hmm. on that. Pushing okay. is our most popular category right now. Rams. Um, I have no wholeheartedly no right here. No bueno. No bueno. Okay. No bueno. One hundred percent. Because 
they're so since they moved back to LA, all the L they become fake Rams fans, and they all and they've always been good since they've been in LA, except for that one season where they went eight and eight or seven and nine with Jeff Fisher. Um, they've been great, and then as soon as they turned to being great, they all started being super annoying. I went to the Rams Cowboys playoffs game. They were annoying as fuck, and even the old school Rams fans, like the Rams fans that were Rams fans before they moved to St. Louis all those years ago, were super cool. And they told me, they were like, I fucking hate the new fan base. They're all L.A. fans. Super, like, like they were That's shitting on That's a good point. Them. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, like, I mean, did you see that video, too, recently? Uh, it was, like, the first game at their new stadium. That fight broke out between just a bunch of Rams fans. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then think about this, too. Think about Dodgers fans. Dodge. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those are Rams fans. Yeah, Dodger fans are one of the worst fan bases, bro, in baseball at least. Ugh. Same with the and Astros. Then, uh, Fuck the Astros. Panthers? Last but not say, least, the Panthers. I'm going to say respect. See, I was thinking that, but they have recent success. They had an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance and a 15-1 and season. It's true, so I but I don't know where else to put them because, like, they're literally like, I feel like they're like the nicest fan base in the league. Like, see, because like, like, I just don't think their their team, like the Panthers, I don't think their organization is as shitty as the rest of these. But I don't know, they're close. Hmm. That's that's one's really tough. Where where were you? You said respect, respect. Maybe like decent. Maybe decent. Or like not beings. too shabby. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know where to put these guys. They're kind of a wild card. Yeah, me neither. I I really think that these four are definitely the bottom tier right now of fan bases for sure. So. Which either not too shabby or decent, probably. They're not too shabby. Not too shabby. All right. All right. Yeah. This is our. We should post this to Twitter. Except before you do that, you should make another tier for Bills Mafia only. Just Bills Mafia. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I can just. I do really that real do. I, I just don't feel comfortable putting them in with anyone else. Oh wait. Um. Oh, oops. The colors are kind of wrong. I'll fix the colors before I post it. Okay. They're just, they're too special to put in their own category because they break tables and they also donate charity. Should I put just Bill's Mafia or like Bill's Mafia number one? Nah, just Bill's Mafia. Bill's fucking Mafia. Like, you know what we mean. Oh, of course. I keep clicking on these goddamn ads, bro. Oh, all right. Well, that is that's our tier list. So, just to recap, um, some of the best we have: Bills Mafia are in a tier of their own. They are without a doubt the number one fan base. We both agreed on that. And then some of the other best in the league. We decided that the Browns, Raiders, and Saints fans are the other best of the best in the league. Meanwhile, the scum of the earth is made up by the Cowboys, Eagles, Patriots, and Steelers. And I think that is a perfect. I think that's the perfect four for scum of the earth because their fan bases are kind of toxic. 
Um, and our respect for staying loyal category is the Bengals, Jets, Jaguars, and Lions. So that I think we did pretty good, honestly. It's kind of hard. It's it's hard, and some people on Twitter are going to have some things to say about this. But all in all, I think this is a pretty solid list. Yeah, well, I guarantee we're going to get some like Seahawks fans or something being like, oh, why are we no bueno? What did we do to you? Like, Well, that's exactly why they're no bueno. <laughs> I think uh, – Bitch and moan. Eagles, I feel like the scum of the earth fans should just at least understand why they're there. Oh, they know. All the yeah. four fan bases right here and scum of the earth, they know exactly why they're yeah, they know who they are, bro. I mean, look at me. When we brought up when we went to the Cowboys, I was like, I know. I know mm-hmm. where we belong. It is what it is, man. It, it is. is. It, you know, we we are, but it's okay because we're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Now let's uh, – do you want to do some predictions? Yeah. We can do that. It's been, we we kind of went over time from what I expected with the uh, – Considering it was such a slow week, really, I thought this would be a shorter episode. I know you wanted to do the college fan bases as well with the yeah. list. Uh, that's why I told you I was like, I think we should do the college fan bases next week. Yeah. So if you guys like this, um, please leave a comment or something letting us know because I mean I had a lot of fun with this. Um, this is something different we can do on you know if there's a slow week in sports. This is one of those things we can always bust out a tier list maker. Uh, but going forward, we're probably going to try this again with uh, college football as we get closer to college football kickoff as well, doing some SEC, maybe some of the other major conferences like Big 12 and whatnot. But in the meanwhile, stay tuned for that. And right for now, we're going to get into some of our major category predictions for next season. First, I got to do the little flipper Rooney on the screen. Remove, remove. There we go. And we are back. All right, so for our predictions, we've already kind of talked about in previous episodes, we talked about Super Bowl, um, divisional predictions, all that good stuff. But right now, we are going to predict who we think will be the top five in each in each major category. So, of course, there's passing. We're going to pick our top five passers for the upcoming season. There's rushing. There's also receiving. So Elijah and I have a similar similar list to an extent but as i'm sure we get deeper into it there will be some differences because the wide receiver is just wide open the, the receiving position i had a really tough time coming up with my, my top five for that but rushing and passing we may be pretty similar going forward so with that being said let's go ahead and start elijah who are your top five passers for the 2021 season um so number one i'm going justin herbert that's interesting as number one, um, I think I'm going with Herbert number one because if you look back at the past like ten years or even twenty years, the number one passer is not from a team that's super successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been like Jameis Winston with the Bucks, Deshaun Watson last year with uh with the four and twelve Texans. Yeah, um, you know Drew Brees with the eight and eight Saints for like three years in a row. Um, when they didn't have a defense and they could only just make it to the playoffs or, you know, barely miss the playoffs. So it's normally historically been a team with a really good offense and a really bad defense. But for some reason, I just don't have huge belief 
year one in the Chargers defense, even though they do have guys that are really talented. I just, for some reason, I'm just really garnering towards that old school Chargers choke belief and that they're going to be competing in late games. And so history says that the guy who wins the the passing title is going to be someone that's pro late in the games. And that's going to be Justin Herbert. That's interesting. I I mean, I would not be opposed to that. I would love to see that, honestly, because I like Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a hell of a career. See, that's a good argument, right? That's a yeah. I, that I is, came at you with some numbers. That is. I I, I think he's going to be close to the top five, but he, he didn't make my top five. Who who else is in yours? What's the rest of your list? So I went Dak number two. Um, the only reason why I didn't have him number one, because he's the epitome of like good offense, bad defense, going to be yeah, better yeah. great games. That's going to be us this year. Yeah. Um, only reason why I didn't put him number one is because I'm afraid of his shoulder right now. I'm afraid of how quick. He's going to adapt back to the NFL game after taking all of last year off. That's fair. Um, number three, I got Stafford. The only thing holding me back from putting him number one, kind of, is that how much Sean McVay loves to run the football. Um, so the running the running game is a huge part of that man's offense. So a lot of people think Stafford's going to put up monster numbers. I think not – I think Stafford isn't going to necessarily put up monster numbers himself, but the Rams' offense is going to put up monster numbers. Just overall, yeah. Overall, I think they're yeah. going to be more involved, like a you know, by committee offense. But like no one, they're going to be like one of those offenses where they're top in the league, but none of their guys are top in the stat list. Which is honestly, I mean, that's what you want, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, not yeah. individually, but like as a team, those are usually the more successful teams. So. Yeah, I agree with that logic. The number four, I got Josh Allen. Um, the Bills' defense is still kind of suspect. And we got a lot got, of young guys. He's got a fucking cannon, just like last year. So I expect him to put up. I expect him to put up big numbers once again. And then I got Pat Mahomes. So Pat Mahomes, man, I almost wanted to take him off this list. But he's so damn good. That's yeah. I honestly had him like on the brink. Um, he's my bonus pick, actually. But we'll get into that. You go ahead. You finish. Yeah, he's just so damn good. I couldn't put him off him. But the Chiefs—they've been in some low-scoring games last year, and they also have a pretty decent defense. And yeah. also, too, in late games, and a lot of times they're winning, so he doesn't have to pass. So that's going to put him back in like the numbers category. That is true. That's a good point to think about. They're then, just too uh, good of a team for him to have. Do you have any uh, extra picks? Yeah, so my bonus pick is going to be Jalen Hurts. And I know I've been low on Jalen Hurts in the past, but it's part of those. What made me really pick Jalen Hurts is that Deshaun Watson last year with a 4-12 and team led the league in passing yards. Jalen yeah. Hurts strikes me as a guy that can put up numbers, but their team is still going to suck. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I because I think if Jalen Hurts is gonna succeed on offense, they're gonna succeed both rushing and passing with him. Like he will be running the ball a lot as well. Um, so I really wouldn't see him putting up more than 250 yards a game. Okay. So I don't know. I don't I don't know. That's kind of out of left field, especially for you. You know, you've been dogging the Eagles and I've Hurts. I've been dogging them, but he did have like a 400 yard game last year in like his second, in like his first game, right? 
That's true. He did. I don't. I just. I don't have any faith in the Eagles receivers so, either. But uh, the, one of the reasons why I pick him is because he's going to be playing a lot of garbage time. That's true. You know, if you really talk about he's like, your, yeah, thinking about like a, that he, kind of stuff. He's your new Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, bro. He's what your a legend. He's your ultimate fantasy quarterback. He could be, bro. He could be because he's going to get rushing touchdowns oh, as well. And and. He's going to be a garbage time king because the Eagles are going to fucking suck. They're probably going to go like 3 and 14. If exactly. that. <laughs> now, I think I think uh 4 or 5 wins for the Eagles. Yeah, I could see a 4 uh 4 and what it 4 5 now, 6 I guess. Yeah, 4 and 13 or 5 and 12. The extra number fucks me. So up. stupid, so bro. Much. Yeah. I hate it just for that. I'm not just used for, like, to it. Man. it. And then I'm also going to hate it even more in like five years whenever we're talking about like, oh, this historical stat, yada, yada. But it was after the schedule change. Like, stupid. All right. So my top five is pretty similar to yours, except for I don't have Stafford. I mean, not Stafford. I don't have Herbert on there at all. So for my number one, I'm going Josh Allen. Um, I think the Bills don't really have a solid number one or number two option at running back. You can make a case for Zach Moss because he's pretty athletic, but he wasn't very involved with their system last year. And I think they're really going to focus on Allen getting it to Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. They're going to work it in. So that's my number one pick. Um, I agree for number two. Yeah, I agree for number two with Dak as well. I think Dak arguably could be number one. and, you know, you mentioned garbage time and the Cowboys don't necessarily play in a lot of garbage time, but they played a shit ton of close games, or at least in the last few years. They play a lot of comebacks, too. Yeah, yeah. And the last two years, especially, they've been having crazy comebacks. So that would be huge for passing yards. That's why Dak is my number two, if he stays healthy, of course. I have the same exact two and three as you. I have Matthew Stafford at my number three as well. Um, I had picked him as my MVP in our last podcast, so I'm very high on him. I, I do agree with what you said about the Rams that they may end up being like a committee style offense. So that'll be interesting to watch how it pans out. But either way, I'm excited for Stafford. No, and Rams are going to be must watch TV this year. Yeah, definitely. It would have even been even better with Cam Akers, but that sucks. Um, number four, I'm surprised you didn't have him on your list because you put Herbert in there is Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers last dance. I think. With the Packers, I think him and Devontae Adams are going to put up crazy numbers. I also have Adams as my number one receiver, so we'll get to that in a bit. And then last but not least, my number five quarterback on the list is going to be Joe Burrow. And I know that may sound like a little bit of a homer pick, but the reasoning behind it is my man throws 50 passes a game. They, Even though they have Joe Mixon, he is an absolute workload. He throws more than He threw more than any rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL in his first few games. So I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out with that same system, that same scheme, because their offensive line is so terrible they can't even run the ball. So no, you're right. You're right with Joe Burrow because um, the Bengals have such a horrible secondary that they're going to be forced yeah. to throw the ball no matter what. Yeah, so they're going to play gonna a be, ton of garbage time. He's going to have a Matt Ryan type season for sure this year. Yeah, which I'm excited to see Burrow do it, but I'm not excited to watch my <laughs> Bengals lose all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then my bonus pick, uh, if Dak Prescott is to get injured during the season, then I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes as my next man up. But honestly, I didn't even think about some of the things you brought up, how uh, the Chiefs are usually winning. 
that they're always going to run the clock out. So that could play a factor in all of this, but just because he's so damn good, I got to put Mahomes up in that category. All right, let's go on to to rushing. All right, rushing, number one, I got Dalvin Cook. Um, And the reason why I didn't put Derrick Henry number one is because I was afraid to because we've seen what 2,000-yard rushers have done the year after they put out 2,000 yards. Results have not been pretty. That's why I didn't put him at number one. Uh, and also, Dalvin Cook is a stud. I think that the Vikings are going to be better this year, and they're going to be better by running the football. Um, up number two, I got Derrick Henry himself. The reason why I got him number two is because they're just going to feed him the rock again. I am afraid <clears throat> of the workload that he got this year and the year before. But, I mean, I think we've been saying that about him since he got drafted. His workload's always been crazy. Yeah. He's a different human being. He's kind of an animal. He is. So, He's a freak of nature. And then number three, you guys might say this is a homer pick, but I got Ezekiel Elliott. I think I, I wouldn't disagree. I mean. So he has been regressing the past couple of seasons. Yes. But this season, this preseason, he's looked really good. He looks newly determined. He looks a lot skinnier. He looks a lot faster. He looks a lot more athletic. So. I think that this is going to spell another bounce back season from Ezekiel Elliott. I don't say, I'm not going to say that this means he's going to have another rushing title, mm-hmm. but he is going to have a thousand yard season this year. I think Zeke is kind of on the fence. I think this is going to be a make or break year for him. I think he's either going to go off or going to be very disappointing. So we'll see. Cause I mean, the Cowboys still have a solid offensive line. It's not terrible. They've just been dealing with a lot of injuries. So. We'll see. And then I got Tickle Barkley. Um, Mm. He's still one of the most talented backs in the league, no doubt. Even even though before he got injured last year, he had a couple. He had some underwhelming performances. I mean, he's he's called Saquon's for a reason, man. He's got all the physical tools just to be a fucking beast. So yeah, you can't discount him. And then number five, I got Kamara. I I think with. even though with Taysom Hill, his numbers went down because they were running the ball with Taysom Hill more, I think they're going to use Kamar more this year to help out Taysom Hill with a good running game. Okay. I could see that. The only reason I would argue against it is because Kamara is definitely a receiving running back, if that makes sense. You could stick yeah. him out in the slot and he uh, would be I just could as totally good. be bit in the ass with this pick, for sure. Um, I, I – Bounced in between him and CMC, but for the same reason also is like CMC's a receiving back. It's so hard to pinpoint like who's going to be the top rushing producers in today's league because like you got your obvious picks. I thought about Josh Jacobs throwing in there, but then I thought about his offensive line. I was just about to say their line's too bad. He's great line, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they signed um, God, what's his name Uh, from the Cardinals, Chase Edmonds. No, no, he's still with the Cardinals. Um, why am I blanking on him? Kenyon Drake. Yes, they just signed Kenyon Drake to a fat contract. And why did the Raiders sign him to a fat contract? They have Josh Jacobs, so that concerns me a little bit. Why didn't pick Josh Jacobs? Um, but my honorable mention too, who I think could potentially have a really monster year, is uh, Antonio Gibson for the Washington Football Team. Okay. He's a stud, man. I don't know if you've seen him like actually play. 
He's really fucking good with the rock yeah, in his hands. He is good. A lot of, a lot of uh, fantasy experts and everybody are pretty high on him for this upcoming season, especially, you know, with Washington's questionable quarterback situation. Oh, if I had, like, a, a mid-round pick and I want two running backs, he'd be my second pick, my second-round pick. Interesting. Okay. I, I, am, I like him for fantasy, too. I, I like Gibson. I honestly didn't really think about him for the top five, but that, that's I like that pick, actually. All right, so for my top five, um, my top two are the same. Just flip-flop them. I got Derrick Henry as my number one. Uh, you bring up some good points, uh, being concerned about the workload the last few years, but for some reason, I am convinced that Derrick Henry is going to break 2,000 yards in two consecutive seasons. Again. Yeah, so I, I want to see that happen, and maybe it's just like my – fandom of football that really wants it to happen. So that's why I'm picking him number one. Either way, he's going to have a, a, a solid year nonetheless. But 2,000 yards is going to be the question for him. Dalvin Cook is my number two. The Vikings are going to be running a run-heavy offense, even though they have Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. doesn't really matter. They seem to be focused on a run-first approach. And Dalvin Cook is the fucking man, bro. As long as he can stay healthy, that's been a problem for him. Um, number three is kind of a sleeper. I don't want to say he's a sleeper because he had a great year last year. Um, people are pretty high on him, but he he has a crowded running back room. Kareem Hunt is also a stud. Um, so I'm going with Nick Chubb as my number three because I think he's going to take over that room this year. I think this is going to be his year to dominate. Um, he may even be number two or one. I, I, I have a lot of high hopes for Chubb this year. So – him with Chubb is that him and Kareem both could both break a thousand yards. Yeah, they literally could. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah, because if they because I could see them doing that, and then Baker just keep on because they want Baker to play off the play action when it matters mm-hmm. most. Like they could do some crazy things with a run game with that. Their offense is dangerous, bro. Yeah, it really is. They got Injoku with tight end, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, like. They're pretty stacked. I mean, they're a pretty good team. All right. And next up at my number four slot, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. You brought up the point of a receiving back, like similar to Kamara. I did debate this one a little bit, but the reason I'm sticking him in here is because I think I think the Panthers are going to have a little bit of quarterback troubles with Sam Darnold and are going to start to rely on McCaffrey a bit more after the first few games. But that one really could go either way. He he could end up having just as many receiving yards as he does rushing yards based on the way he plays. So he could go a thousand and a thousand. Yeah. And then my last but not least is gonna go Saquon Barkley for basically just about every reason you mentioned. He's a beast. Saquad is his nickname for a reason. Freak of nature. And I also think that now that they have Galladay in there, um, they drafted Kadarius Tony. It's gonna spread the field a little bit. It'll keep defenses a bit more honest, give them more opportunity to run it with Saquon. Because in the past, before his injury, everybody knew they were giving it to Saquon. So I'm excited to see. I think that's a little bit more volatile than the quarterback position for passing yards. And what's even more volatile than that is the receiving. So I'm I'm curious to see who you have for the receiving category. Yeah, this was really tough to pick. Um, I took some liberties with this one because um, there's never going to be guys that go back to back. So first guy I got right here in my list, top of the list, is DK Metcalf. Ooh. He's an athletic freak. He's too fast. Um, I think he's 
completely established himself as the number one receiver in that Seahawks offense. Mm-hmm. He wasn't completely he wasn't legitimately established last year at the beginning of the season. Eggs lock it. So yeah, so he's definitely the clear number one. Lockett's the clear number two mm-hmm. at this point, and I think that's going to help him. Um, number two is Devontae Adams. I mean, you saw what he did last year. He's clearly, like, overall in the past couple of years, he's the number one receiver in the league. He just is. Uh, I think it's debatable th- with Hopkins. That's the only thing I got to say. I think it's close with Hopkins. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's that's the argument right now between one yeah. and two is them two guys. Um, number three, Stephon Diggs. He led it last year. Um, he'll probably have another monster season paired up with Josh Allen. I just don't see him. The only reason why I have him at number three is I just don't see him going back to back. Yeah, that's that, that's fair. It's really tough to do. And then number four, I got AJ Brown with the Titans. Okay. I think I think Julio is going to do nothing but help him. This guy is nothing but an ascending player, and so with him, with the defenses not being focused on him and starting to be paid attention a lot to Julio is going to only help him. And mind you, Julio's going to miss some games next year like he always does. Yeah. So he's still going to have those games where he's the only guy out there. Ryan Tannehill, that's going to be his man. I even really they, like that take. Yeah, even though they give the rock to Henry, they still do a shit ton of play action. Guess who's going to be open? It's going to be A.J. Brown. Well, yeah, because if play action is going to work, it's going to work with Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, everybody's exactly. going to bite at that. I, I yep. really like I really like that uh, that point you brought up because I didn't even really think about that with um shoot I'm blanking now with Julio kind of playing like a decoy you know yeah because a lot of cornerbacks and stuff respect Julio more than they respect AJ Brown just based sure. off of history and so they might cover him a little bit tighter but you're right I think AJ Brown is still the number one receiver in this offense I mean look what Calvin Ridley did with Julio still in the field yep very I inconsistent, but he still went off. Like he still had a really great year. I think AJ yeah. Brown can take what Calvin really did with Julio to the next level. Yeah, because he's better, bigger, and bigger, bigger and better. <laughs> and then last one, Lucy, you're rubbing off on me with these fucking can't speak things. Um, I got <laughs> D Hop number five, and okay. the only reason why I don't have him higher on this list is because of Kyler Murray, and I don't really trust Kyler Murray's. Throwing ability as much as I like his running ability. Okay, I can I can respect that. So my top five, I went back and forth for a decent amount of times because it's it's so hard to predict with a receiver. I think receiving is, is probably the hardest one out of these three categories to predict. So for my number one, I'm going Devontae Adams because same reason as Aaron Rodgers. It's his last dance. Um, I really think... They're just going to go off this year, put up crazy numbers. So Adams is my number one. And also he doesn't have much competition at Green Bay um, for targets. So next up is Stephon Diggs. You bring up a good point. It's hard to repeat, but I have Josh Allen as my number one passer. So it kind of only makes sense to keep Stephon Diggs up there because he's going to be receiving most of those passes. Um, And number three is DeAndre Hopkins. I debated this one a lot for the same exact reason you said is Kyler Murray. But the reason I have him at number three is because I, I don't see who else is going to get targets, you know, on the Cardinals. Like he is by far their number one receiver, like not even close. And if, 
if he just takes his damn vaccine, maybe he'll stay the whole season. I, I don't know, but we'll see how that plays out. I don't know what the NFL situation with that is. He wouldn't but, have had it. <laughs> yeah. And then my number four spot is Calvin Ridley. I know we kind of just said A.J. Brown is better, and I agree. A.J. Brown is better than Calvin Ridley. But I think this year is a prime prime time for Ridley to have a breakout year. Um, he's going to be the number one target in Atlanta, even though they just drafted Kyle Pitts. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic pans out. But Matt Ryan is still not a terrible quarterback. He's old. He can still get it there. So I, I, I think Calvin Ridley could have, could have a breakout year. So he's my number four. And number five is Tyreek Hill. Um, I debated on this one a lot too because Tyreek is one of those guys that can do jet sweeps and everything like that. He's not necessarily just a true wide receiver. He's more an athlete, do whatever you want on the field type thing. Um, so I debated that one a lot though, but Tyreek Hill puts up crazy fantasy numbers. So I wouldn't be surprised if he put up crazy receiving yeah. numbers. Tyreek Hill is kind of one of those guys like you can't really pinpoint as well because he relies so much on that chunk play. Like the long ass plays? Yeah, but the other the the other thing about that too is that he gets so many of them. Yeah, that plenty of them, bro. And he can even well, I guess I was just talking fantasy. I was gonna say he can get even get like punt returns or something, but that has nothing to do with receiving category, receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. And then last but not least, my bonus pick uh, is DK Metcalf. I agree that he is the best receiver on that team. He's overtaken Tyler Lockett for the number one spot. And Russell Wilson loves him. Like he seems to really like throwing it his way. Um, I think Russell Wilson was another guy that I kind of went back and forth on if I wanted to keep him in my top five passing yards. So I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson got up there. So that's why yeah. DK made my bonus pick. Yeah, the only reason why Russ wasn't in my top five for passing yards is because they let go of Brian Schottenheimer. For wanting to run or for wanting to pass too much, and Pete Carroll wanted to get back to running the football a lot more, so that's why they're gonna have a switch of OCs this year to have a more um, philosophical, philosophical style of running the football again. Um, so that's why I didn't have Russ up there. But yeah, they're, they're running back. They're gonna gonna be yeah, Russ, he's gonna kill it no matter what. He's gonna cook. And then my honorable mention, too, is Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to have another really good year this year. I, I debated him, too. I, I debated putting him up there, yeah. He's by far the number one. I think Adam Thielen had that one crazy year, and then after that, uh, Jefferson has taken over now. For sure. Right. For sure. Well, that that is that for our um, top five category predictions. We're – Going, I, I know for sure we're going to make a graphic of these and post them on Instagram, Twitter, um, comparing me and Elijah's picks. I know our quarterback picks were almost exactly the same, but our running back and receivers were a little bit different. They varied there, so we'll be putting these out on Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you guys check all that out. And if if there's ever anything like this, we can do again. I'm sure we could probably do this even for other sports if we want to talk about like who's going to be the points leader stuff like that for basketball. Um, it, there's we could do whatever with it but for now that is that that's our predictions for 2021 i'm excited dude i can't wait for football oh my god you're chilling <laughs> all right last but not least it's time for love it or loathe it uh if you guys don't know 
I explain this basically every time. So if you don't know, you should by now. Shame on you. But love it or love it. This is how we end every episode. We're going to just give each other super rapid fire topics within sports news lately. And if we love it, we're going to stop talking about it for a little bit. If we loathe it, we're just going to move on. And that is that. So you want to take the first batch or me? Um, yeah, I'll take the first batch. All right, bet. Let's go. All right. So first up, we got an NBA reporter, Jackie McMullen, retires from ESPN. I love this. Um, Jackie McMullen's kind of been around since me and you have been paying attention to sports. So the fact that she's gone is probably going to be huge. So good for her. She's one of the few sports people that haven't been consistently pissing people off. So she's great. All right. Next up. The NCAA is investigating Nebraska football head coach Scott Frost for COVID violations last season. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and load this, but um, kind of wild that he's probably going to get punished for it. Yeah, it is a messy situation. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got one of Deshaun Watson's accusers, speaking of messy situations, is being investigated for extortion. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, love it, just so I can talk about it for a second. Um, this Deshaun Watson situation is completely wild. It's just fucked. Like, I know me and you decided to stop talking about it for a little bit just because it's like, who knows what the fuck is going on. It keeps on getting more and more wild, and we don't know who or what to believe on both sides for both reasons. But what's even more wild about this is that the FBI is getting – in on this investigation because yeah. it's because one of the they're like investigating if one of the accusers are extorting Watson. So like there's so many reasons to believe the accusers and then there's like almost just as many to believe Watson. It's just like it, it's yeah, it's one of those messy situations where you never want to discredit an accuser by any means, but you also don't want to instantly just throw somebody in jail because of, you know, some nasty words. It puts us as uh, podcasters in tough situation. I will say that to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because it is one of those things that's very relevant in the media. A lot of people want to know what's going on with Watson. Uh, but it is truly yeah, a messy situation. It's, yeah, for, for many reasons on both sides. It's like, yeah. what's the right call? We don't know. But all I have to say is it's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I if it's he's going to suit up this year, that's going to be that's going to be even crazier, but we'll see. Next up, we got Kevin Durant and Draymond Green both blame Steve Kerr and general manager Bob Myers for KD's departure from the Bay. <laughs> I'm just going to unload this. Um Who knows why this is coming out now? Probably just to stir up reasons. Uh Draymond just loves drama. Draymond does love drama. <laughs> All right. And next up, I am I like this one a lot. I love watching this <laughs> interview. Andy Dalton said that Justin Fields is going to have a great career, but right now it's my time. I love this. Get your bag, Andy. Let's see. Yes, sir, bro. Yeah. Get your two weeks of starting money and then let Justin Fields have the great career that he's going to go on to have. This is Andy's last chance. If he wants well, a career, it's his life. He could be a backup for the rest of his life if that's what he wants. But he has to go out here and kill it if he wants a starting job in the NFL. 
somebody will pick him up. He only has a one-year contract. Justin Fields is just having – he's going to breathe on his neck too much. I mean, I agree. I think Justin Fields is, is the right move for the Browns. But, I mean, for Andy Dalton in particular, like he has to have that mindset. You know what I mean? If he yeah. admits in any way that Justin Fields is, like, better than him, he's defeated already, you know? Yeah. And he seems to be a very positive role model, too, to Justin. Like, they've they've had a great relationship so far from what I've seen in camp. Yeah, absolutely. But that was just a funny headline to see because especially after all this week of all the people saying, like, oh, Justin Fields is going to be starter week one no matter what, which, by the way, we've already talked about. No matter what, even if they want to put in Justin Fields as the starter week one, they're facing the Rams. It's going to be Andy's going to start. Yeah, Andy's going to start. Rams on prime time. You really put your rookie quarterback as his first start. They're probably going to lose either way. So, <laughs> exactly. It would only do bad things to start Justin Fields week one. Yeah. Okay. So, your turn. Ace pitcher Chris Bassett takes 100 mile an hour line drive to the face. And then at the same time this happened, uh, Nick Castellanos also had a homer. So I both love and loathe it. I loathe the fact that Bassett got hit by a fucking line drive because, I mean, nobody wants to see that. That is scary to see. Um, Probably one of the worst parts of baseball, really, whenever players get hit by a line drive and stuff like that. But I love the fact that Nick Castellanos homered again. I don't understand what it is, bro. If Nick Castellanos homers, grab your kids, grab your wife, get out of there, bro. You got to hide. I don't know what could happen. But every time Castellanos has a home run, something unfortunate is going on. So that shit's just hilarious. And deep drive left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all started <laughs> with that. Um, okay, this one blows my mind right here. 35 years ago today. Bills quarterback Jim Kelly signs a $1.5 million a year contract that made him the highest paid player in the NFL at the time. I love this one just because of how crazy it is to think about like $1.5 million was the highest paid player in the NFL. And it was only 35 years ago. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like 35 years really isn't that much. Well, I guess in the grand scheme of things since the AFL merger and everything, you know, in that sense, it makes sense. But, like, financially, that's crazy to think about. That's crazy. Well, now that quarterbacks are commanding $35, $40 million a year just because yeah. they're one of the 10 best. Yeah. Um, crazy. It's a lot different than $1.5 million just because, you know, you're one of the best. No. Okay. And then um, Tyler Gilbert becomes fourth player in MLB history to record a no-hitter on their MLB debut. I love this one. I know we've had a lot of no-hitters this year. It seems to be the year of no-hitters for some reason, but this one's a little bit different. Um, I He had a few appearances as a relief pitcher, so it's not as crazy. Um, like his, It wasn't his first time really being in the MLB, but it was his first time starting as a pitcher. He threw all nine innings, no-hitter. That's fucking impressive, so good for him. There was a video of his dad in the stands like breaking down in tears when it happened. Freaking out. It's so wholesome, bro. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, okay. Uh, Migos will be the first guest pick- first guest pickers this year on ESPN's college game game day. Yeah, I just got I got yeah, a whole Migos. bunch of whole bunch of love it's this time. I, I love this one because I think it's Me gonna too. be not because I love Migos in particular, but because I cannot wait to see 
the dynamic of Lee Corso and Migos <laughs> together. Like, what the fuck is that going to be, bro? I don't even I, know. I love this, too, for the same reasons you do. Also, I think this pretty much confirms that uh, Georgia's probably going to be this year's first college game day if Migos are picking. No, actually, it's uh, it's like a FCS game. What? Yeah, it's in Atlanta, though. I forgot who it is. Oh, okay. As long as it's in Atlanta, that's what Migos are all about. Oh, damn, I can't think about it. Yeah, it's, I forgot who's playing, but it's in Atlanta. And then the next week after that is um, – shit, I'm blanking on my schedule. But the first one is not really a big game because it's before any of, like, the major teams actually play. It's on August 28th, and then the big teams play in September. Gotcha. All right. But well, it is in last, Atlanta, yeah. Last but not least, we got Devin Bain shot 69% from deep throughout the NBA Summer League. Nice. That's all I got to say. Our show. <laughs> That's our show. There we go. Nice. I love it. I only added that, you know, TCU grads here. And, well, one TCU grad, soon to be TCU grad. So, Desmond Bain's killing it in the summer league right now. I yeah. can't wait to see where he goes. Also, um, past uh, NBA rookie of the year, better of Desmond Bain. Yeah, yeah I forgot <laughs> about that, bro. That would have been a banger. Well, it was only 10 uh, bucks, so. Yeah, say la vie. All right, well, that is this week's episode. We almost broke two hours, and for that reason, we've mentioned it in the past, but we are soon switching over to a twice-a-week format once football season really gets underway because I think it just makes more sense. It's going to be more pleasurable to watch for you guys because I know it's it's kind of a lot to scroll through two hours really to find exactly what you want to hear and whatnot. So that's going to be what we do going forward. Stay tuned on our Twitter and all that for any official announcements, but... For now, thank you guys for listening. This was a fun show, slow week, but we turned it into something, you know. I like it. All right, we'll see you guys same time, same place next week, Wednesday.